welcome to the Fatherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Jamar Hudson, and you're in the fatherhood. As a new member in the hood, my goal is to use this podcast as a platform to talk about my journey as a new father. Part therapeutic, part informative, part educational. My goal is to talk about everything, from adjusting to getting no sleep, to learning how to change diapers, to just hoping I get everything right. This podcast will be a space to share with you the joys, challenges, and fears of being a first-time father. Welcome to episode four of The Fatherhood. I'm your host, Jamar Hudson. Uh, it's early. Uh, I am recording this part of the podcast uh, episode <laughs> around 6 a.m. Um, I just got back from the gym, been up to around five, went to the gym. Now I'm back home. I uh, had a little bit of free time, so I thought I'd get in a little bit of the recording for uh, episode four. And, and that's the adjustment um, you have to make as new fathers. You have to get, get in where you fit in, you know, wherever your schedule allows you to get some of the things that, that you normally would do uh, pre-child, like going to the gym, going to the store. I mean, you have to just find, you know, time here and there to do those sort of things. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, each week, I try to take you all on a journey into my life as a new father and talk about topics from a perspective that often gets get overlooked. Uh, you know, I feel it's important to have these conversations with other fathers in order to grow in, in what is what I call the most important role of our lives. Uh, as always, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, write a review, follow me on social media, on Twitter uh, and Instagram at Jamar Hudson, uh, like the page on Facebook, the Fatherhood Podcast, and to spread the word. Um, fellas, tell your boys who are fathers about the podcast. Ladies, share with your husbands and if others and friends and just help me get the word out. Uh, Emory had his second uh, most recent pediatrician appointment and went well. Um, and that's this, as I always say, that's all you can ask for is just good health and him meeting his march, which we we're thankful for. And he also had a very exciting weekend. He went to his first house party. There's my alarm. You know, I was talking about getting up early. Uh, went to his first first birthday gathering, which, you know, concerned Sharice and I because going out at, at this stage of the game, you know, you hear different people's opinions on you should do it, you shouldn't do it. Um, but we, we took a chance and went to some friend's house for a, a wonderful first birthday party, and it was great. Um, we found a corner to set him in, and he was just really quiet and just slept pretty much the whole time. And other moms uh, who were there were, were great. Um, and keeping their their kids away from him, so no no germs to be spread, and that's that's a great thing. And you know that just you know gave me a glimpse into you know what will be his life uh, here. We have a great group of friends, and all of us fortunately have kids uh, around the same age group, and the the excitement of of growing up together and doing those birthday parties and having those get-togethers is something that I, I look forward to uh, as Emory grows up. You know, one of the coolest things so far um, in being a father has been to watch my parents and Sharice's parents transform to grandparents. Um, it's a phenomenon that most parents, uh, you know, you're curious to see how it goes. And then when it happens, all you can do, you know, is just smile and laugh. Because when they visit, you can forget about holding him. I mean, Emory is gone for hours. And, you know, if, for me, honestly, this is taking me, it took me a while early to get used to that because, you know, you're very... I'm very protective. I want to hold him on it all the time. I want to keep my eye on him. Um, but but the joy on their faces, both my parents and, and Sharice's parents, they interact with him and become grandparents, um, you know, talking to them on FaceTime. They want pictures all the time. It's just something, you know, I don't I don't take for granted to have both sets of grandparents living is something that I know that everyone is not fortunate enough to to experience. 
speaking of my mom, you know, she she surprised me and she gave me uh, the Redskins onesie that I wore as a baby. And, and to be honest with you, that moment almost took me out. Um, I felt it all in my throat because I, you know, I had no idea that she had kept it all these years. I didn't even know it existed. I mean, I'd seen pictures, um, but she had gotten it clean and gave it to me uh, for Emory to where he has a little bit of time before he can grow into it. It's probably around a six to nine month size. But the fact that she thought, you know, one day I would hopefully have kids and, you know, she wanted to keep that um, for for my children was just a special moment for me. And you save your Redskins jokes because, you know, it's just been a rough, rough season. So, you know, hopefully um, by the time Emory gets old enough to understand, he'll just understand that, you know, being a Redskins fan comes with comes with stress. I mean, it comes with disappointment. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. You know, we're, we're close to the holiday season, and uh, I'm not sure whether this is going to be the last episode before Christmas. I'll keep you guys posted on that. But it's it's one of my favorite times of the year. And, you know, as a new father, you know, I can't tell you how excited I am uh, for Sharish not to experience Emory's first Christmas um, with our families. You know, I'm a big tradition guy, and growing up, we always, we get together for the holidays and exchange, exchange presents and, you know, do the Santa thing and just, you know, enjoy family time, um, good eating, good food, good fellowship, um, just time to just reflect on on the blessings that we have experienced uh, over the course of the year. And then this year, especially, is something I'm looking forward to to share uh, Emery uh, with some of the extended family who he has not met yet. Um, Sharice and I going to take a few days off and, and you know, take a tour and and show them off so y'all keep me lifted as we take we hit the road to go down to north carolina visit some of sharice's family and you know spend some time with my family um around here and and elsewhere um but i'm not naive enough to realize that the the joy that comes with the holiday season that's not the case uh, for everyone a lot of people deal with uh various mixed emotions around this time of the year for various reasons um Maybe the year did not go as well as they thought they would have. Maybe uh, their financial issues, uh, maybe their relationship issues. But a lot of times people struggle this time of year dealing with loss around the holidays. And I've lived long enough to know that uh, for many people, this is this time of year is not filled with um, vision of sugar plums dancing in the head. Um, it, there is an emptiness in many people um, who just can't get the strength to just celebrate and be as joyful about this time of year um, as others are. And I want to you know encourage people to, to reach out to those um, friends of ours, family members who are struggling this time of year. And you know who they are, you know who they are. And, you know, just, just encourage them that, you know, it's going to be okay. And just, just be, be there uh, for them because having that empty seat at the table or not being able to pick up the phone call uh, their loved ones around this time of year is tough. It's tough. And my next guest on the fatherhood um, knows this all too well. He, he is balancing the excitement of becoming um, a new father and experiencing, like me, the his son's first Christmas, but at the same time dealing with um, dealing with loss. And I want to talk to him about the mixed emotions uh, of the holiday season. Uh, so coming up after the break, I'm going to talk to uh, Anthony Gilbert, and we're going to, we're going to discuss uh, the mixed emotions that that many fathers feel uh, this time of year. Uh, I'm Jamar Hudson, and you're in the fatherhood.
Uh, if you're an NBA fan, you're definitely familiar with my next guest. Uh, you've seen his work on various platforms, including NBA.com, Hoop Magazine. And if you're a Sixers fan, you're definitely familiar with his his work. He's a veteran reporter on the beat and is a member of the Professional Basketball Writers Association. Uh, but this year, he had the, the title of Fathers to his name as he welcomed a son into the world back in May. And I'm happy to welcome to the fatherhood, Anthony Gilbert. Yes, sir, man. Jamar, thank you, brother. I, I appreciate the introduction. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Anthony, our first correspondence, uh, you talked about uh, losing losing your dad. Now, tell me about him. Yeah, my dad, uh, the former Leonard Gilbert, uh, military guy, just all spit and polished, man. He was a hard-nosed, you know, tough as nails, you know, I, <laughs> this is, he's a stick of dynamite, man. You know, and uh, you definitely didn't want to get that short fuse uh, lit because uh, <laughs> he was ready for action. Right, right. Now, now, before we go any further, I'm talking to Anthony Gilbert today on The Fatherhood. Um, I just want listeners to know that Anthony and I have actually never met. Um, right. And this is kind of crazy how the social media world works and the journalism world works. Um we were connected with each other through a mutual friend, uh, Justin Tinsley, uh, who is absolutely, you know, killing it over there at the Undefeated. So be sure to, to check out his work. So going back to your your dad, your late father, Anthony, just tell me what did he teach you about manhood and fatherhood? Yeah, so uh, about manhood, my father, he uh, he was a little guy. So I'm I'm five eleven, mm-hmm. and my dad was barely five seven. Uh, my older brother soaked up all the hype. He's six one, <laughs> but uh, my dad early on taught taught me how to fight and how to box. Um, not necessarily to go out and start fights, but to really ha- learn how to box and hold my hands uh, in 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 the form of uh, self defense. That was that was his manhood side. His fatherhood side was more of a lead by example right and um he he showed a lot of uh strong work ethic he would get up every day he worked two or three jobs and his whole idea was just to provide for the family uh but he didn't teach the too much of the the day-to-day nurturing mm-hmm. uh, just because he was at work or he was really tired um and then you know everybody has their their ups and downs, their shortcomings. So there's a lot of things I learned what not to do. Right. And you know, and I'm definitely appreciative for everything that I learned. Absolutely. Some of the things you've learned, you're you are now applying it uh, in in your life. Uh, Anthony is like me. He's the class of 2018 in terms of fatherhood. So Anthony, tell me a little bit about your son. Uh, how these last few months have been going for you as you transition into the role of father. Yeah, so your podcast uh, has been very eye-opening because it's, uh, you know, parenthood is something that my son was born May 3rd. So May 2nd, I'm walking around this world thinking everything is, you know, whatever it was. And then on May 3rd, everything changed. So uh, you know, my eyes are now open. I see things differently. And your podcast, the first episode, I believe it was called The New Normal. And I was just like, yeah, yep, 
that's that's exactly what we got. And uh, I, re- I really like Jay-Z's last album, 444, and that song Legacy, and you also did a show about Legacy. So I, um, before my son was born, I started writing him letters in the form of a journal. And the day he was born, and, and since then, I, I get back to that journal. And, you know, I believe in really leaving that legacy and having him understand who he is and who we are as a family. And, uh, you know, teach him lessons uh you know, from the past and, and help him with his future going forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And be sure if you're just listening to check out those previous two episodes, Anthony referred to uh, episode one, I talked about the new normal, uh, me transitioning into my new role as a father. And episode two talked about legacy. What are we leaving behind um, to, to our sons? And then Anthony definitely touched on that. Um, so let me ask you this. Um, when you first found out you were going to be a father, what was the reaction and how did you prepare to, to transition into that new role? Well, I was on public transportation. <laughs> I was headed to my part-time job and I got a text and it was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I was so, like, I saw the, you know, the little pregnancy, home pregnancy test and, oh yeah, you know, it's a plus sign and I just felt I had all this emotion that I kind of had to keep it to myself because I was on the, on, on the bus. And, um, but I, all I could do was smile, you know, I was just smiling and I just, I had this immediate sense of responsibility and okay, you know, some things need to change. So, uh, you know, since then, you know, I had, I got, uh, you know, I got a car, because that that's a deal breaker, you know, if I didn't yeah. have a car. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've taken on more responsibility, uh, you know, at work. And, uh, you know, here we are, man. It's every day is, uh, you know, I get to engage in the greatest job I've ever had, which is being a father and providing for a family. Uh, it's humbling, but um, I, I love the, the challenges and, and the responsibility. Right, right. And we're talking to a veteran uh, NBA uh, writer, Anthony Gilbert, today on the fatherhood. Um, you're about seven months in the game. Son is uh, about seven months born in May. And one of the things we've talked about in our exchanges is now you're understanding more uh, about your late father, now that you're a father uh, yourself. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I understand him and my mother so much more. Um, you know, I, you know, I've coached for many years, I've always mentored the little kids in my neighborhood. So I kind of thought that I knew what being a parent was all about. Um, and, and to some degree, you know, being a coach and being a, a father figure is part of the show. But when it's your own child, you know, the game changes. And uh, yeah. I, I see the sacrifices that my, my, my mom and my dad put forth. I understand what my dad meant. Uh, he always had this thing uh, called earn your keep. And he taught me how to, you know, clean the house. So I had, you know, weekly chores and, you know, I'm, I'm appreciative of those things and I'm definitely looking forward to passing those things down. Uh, but, you know, essentially 
I just can identify him with him more. Right. Like now I just like, man, I get it. And it's unfortunate he's not here for me to really have those deep conversations with him. But uh, I do, you know, see my mother fairly often. I take the baby over there. I love to see her interact with him. Right. And um, one of my dad's brothers, my uncle Charles, I actually speak to him a lot more now too. So that helps me as I continue forward without my dad. Right. And then one of the themes of the today's episode is, is the mixed emotions a lot of folks feel around this time of the year dealing with a loss as you talk about um, losing your father. Um, so I want to ask you, Anthony, as you're preparing for your son's you know, first holiday season, how are you dealing with the excitement? And if you're like me, you're just you're looking forward to just these next uh, couple of weeks of being with him. How are you dealing with that excitement, you know, while managing the emotions of another holiday season without your dad? Yeah, I, it's funny because I actually going into uh, the holiday season starting in November, I was thinking to myself, like, he's a newborn. He has no idea what's going on. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah. But the closer we got to Thanksgiving, um, the more, you know, the sense of urgency and, and, and the sense of how important this is to spend time as a family. And we went to my mother's house and my sister came up. She lives in Maryland. And, you know, we all sat around and gave thanks and we prayed and we ate and we laughed and we, we joked. And it was, man, I haven't had a Thanksgiving like that in, in years. And I, I attribute a lot of that to the presence of, you know, my son. Yeah, you, you kind of touched on my next question. I was going to ask you, how does having your son, you know, now in your life and the excitement of seeing him and the excitement of, you know, sharing him you know, with your family, you know, in Thanksgiving and upcoming Christmas, how does it help the grieving process for you? It's, it's tough, you know, uh, and I use my journal and my letters to him as a catharsis. Um, you know, I tell him about his grandfather and I tell him what it was like back in the day. And, um, you know, my, my father, he lost his mother at a young age. So the holidays were always tough for him. And we used to, mm-hmm. used to kind of walk on eggshells. And um, part of, I, you know, subconsciously, I kind of slipped into some of that. And I'm, I'm trying to work out of that. And I'm trying to be transparent with my feelings to everyone. And just really enjoy what we have instead of dwelling on what we don't have and, 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 and who we don't have. So, um, you know, I, I charge myself with trying to do better and putting my emotions in check and making sure that we all continue forward, uh, you know, in the best way possible as a family. Absolutely. That's a great that's a great man. Um, Anthony Gilbert's uh, with me today on the fatherhood. You know, you, you talked about emotions and as, as black men, sometimes we we are conditioned to hide those emotions. But you, you're talking about being open with with your son about what you're feeling. Um, tell me a little bit more about that. Are, is you, are you making a conscious effort or are you going to make a conscious effort to, to do that with him as he grows up? Yeah, yeah. I really want him to be able to express himself and to, you know, talk about his feelings because you're right. Uh, we were taught, I grew up in Philadelphia and, um, you know, growing up in a, 
in, in, a, in a, I want to say, semi-impoverished environment, um, you know, kids are seen, they see a lot of things, they experience a lot of things. Uh, you know, one of my best friends was murdered when I was 17 years old. And, um, you know, it, it had been years before I could really talk about it. And it's something I still deal with. Um, so what I try to do is I'm trying to really understand my feelings so that I can be open and transparent with everyone around me. And in turn, uh, you know, teach my son to, hey, come and talk to me. And, you know, it's okay. If, you know, you have something on your mind or something's bothering you or if there's something you are happy about, you know, feel free in any direction to uh, to express yourself. And, and I think that's going to be needed uh, as as the family continues to go forward and, and hopefully as the family grows. I, I grew up in a, in a household. Uh, my, my mother's mother, she was like, don't ask any questions. <laughs> You know, and it's just that old, that old guard of like, hey, we don't talk too much about the family business and I don't really care too much about your school project. This is what it is. And don't ask me anything else. And I don't want to perpetuate that. And and I'm pretty sure you can speak to that with your own family. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh, every every father, um, whether you knew, knew, uh, in the game like us or have children who are a little older can definitely understand uh, what you're saying. You know, are, are there any traditions, Anthony, around the holiday season that we're approaching that, that you experienced with your dad um, that you want to pass on to your son or anything that you've done with your family that you want to make sure that you implement uh, in his life, especially you know, not, not having him around? Yeah, um, growing up, music was always like a big deal. Uh, especially, you know, from directly from my father. My dad was into into the Motown era and the funk band era. And, you know, music was always, always around. Something was always being played on the record player. Uh, my dad had a ton of records. So around Christmas time, the music was really big. So I've been playing um, A. Rudolph by The Temptations and Silent Night by The Temptations, and I just found another uh, semi-Christmas holiday song by The Dells called Honey. Uh, so I just been playing a lot of lot of Christmas music. Uh, Santa Claus Comes to the Ghetto by <laughs> Jamie Brown, uh, and my son he, he he responds to music really well. You know he he kind of he's starting to get into that stage where he's like singing and talking and. And, and smiling a lot. So uh, that brings me joy. So I'm really happy to pass down that love of music and, and, and that, that soulful Christmas sound that, that I grew up with. Absolutely. And then, you you know, we're talking about, you know, the mixed emotions today on the fatherhood of dealing with loss uh, around the, the holiday season. And, and Anthony, in talking to you, you seem to have a, a good grasp on your emotions and how you're handling it. But as you know, that's not the case for everyone. Everyone is not doing as well as you are around this time, even though they may have other things, you know, like kids to to bring them some excitement. So what what would you tell another father um, who may be in a similar situation as you, but, you know, they're struggling with it a little bit? Yeah. Um, 
so for me, I have a coping mechanism. I'm a distance runner. So uh, it's interesting. Uh, last Sunday, I was having a tough time. I was having a really tough time, and I was kind of walking around the house like Oscar the Grouch. And um, I, I figured it out. I was like, you know what? I need to go for a run. I need to do a couple miles. I need to get out the house. <laughs> I, you know, I need to apologize. And uh, so I would tell, you know, someone uh, who, who may be dealing with loss at this time, try to think first about the bigger picture. There are other people in the household, especially if there are little ones involved. They soak up everything. So if you're hurt, you know, they soak up that hurt. Uh, you know, they may learn to, 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 to internalize and not express themselves. So you have to think first bigger picture and realize that this is not about you. It's about us. You know, I have this thing that I like to say in the home, uh, we, not me. And uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is try to try to find a way to cope either maybe talking to somebody, or writing, or exercise, or what have you. Try to find some way to cope and, and just know it's okay to ask for help. You know, a lot of times we're taught not to ask for help or to internalize things or to try to figure out on our own. And when you're looking at the uh, a dynamic of a family unit, uh, it's all about team. So... You know, try to understand what you're going through and then express it and, and find an outlet. Absolutely. I, could, I couldn't have said it any better uh, than, than that right there. And I think that's a good place for, for us to wrap up. Anthony, I really appreciate you, you joining me um, for a great, honest conversation, needed conversation uh, as it pertains to, to fatherhood. Uh, before we let you go, tell the people how they can reach you, how they can read your stuff, how they can get in contact with you. Sure, sure. Uh, all my social handles are AX Gilbert, and uh, I write a weekly column for NBA.com called Stick to the Script. Uh, I just actually got back to it yesterday. It was on hiatus, uh, <laughs> as you know. Absolutely. Changes everything. <laughs> so my editor was really, uh, you know, he was working with me on that. And, um, you know, I, I, I talked a lot about. Um, about the struggles that I have gone through. Um, I quote a lot of scripture. I was raised in a, a Christian family home. And, uh, you know, I tried to use my, my test and my adversity as a testimony to, uh, to help others. Uh, and there was one, one thing I wanted to, to point out, if, if sure. I can. Um, okay. Uh, I wanted to say that my dad was was a great example like we, we talked about as far as hard work and providing for the family um but there was a lot of things that were still left on the table when it came to really understanding what it means to be a father and i actually learned that example from malcolm x malcolm x i saw that film um, and then I started to research his work and I read the autobiography by Alex Haley. 
And it really showed me that while he was dedicated to his work, he was super dedicated to his family. And I've always loved him for the family man. And I don't think that he gets enough credit for being the strong father that he was. Father of six, mind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and to deal with everything that he deal, dealt with uh, during that time to still put family first. Yeah. Um, something that, that often, you know, doesn't get talked about in, in, in that terms with him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anthony Gilbert, thanks a lot for joining me, my man. Mark, thank you, man. Keep doing, uh, you know, this excellent work, man. You're helping people. And I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. That, that means a lot, man. Thank you very much. I want to thank Anthony Gilbert for joining me on The Fatherhood to have a very real and necessary conversation and to talk openly about the emotions that many people feel this time of the year. You know, while, while the holiday season is joyful for many, for others, it's a challenge just to get through as they deal with the loss of a loved one. So I encourage you that if you know someone who is struggling, reach out to them, call them, text them, email them, send them a DM, because that little bit of encouragement can, can go a long way in the healing process. As always, thank you for listening to the podcast. Be sure you subscribe, rate, and review the episodes, and just you know spread the word of the content I'm trying to build over here. For my fellow fathers out there, I hope that this holiday season brings joy to you and your family. You know, and I hope all your packages, you know, get delivered on time, and that you know when you wake up on Christmas morning, the the joy on your child's face reminds you of why we're in this job to begin with. Until next time, I'm Jamar Hudson, and this is the Fatherhood.